Welcome to the D-Backs Daily Show, where we're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks every day. I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. Welcome to today's episode of the D-Backs Daily Show. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman. And today, the Diamondbacks uh, played a very good, fun game of baseball. And when I first found out about the game, I was gone uh, doing some things tonight. Uh, But when I got home, it was about 9.30 p.m. uh, around there, and the game was in the ninth inning. And I tuned in, and the first thing that I heard on the radio was Greg Schulte calling Curtis Granderson's uh, home run. I believe it was his 19th of the season. And he was talking about how the Mets fans were getting into it a little bit and how it was now 13-3. to And you could, uh, you could kind of hear in Greg Schulte's voice that something wasn't right. And I immediately turned off the radio because in my mind, I knew that it was 13-3 to in favor of the New York Mets. And little did I know, when I checked back about five minutes later from my iPhone on the MLB.com at bat app, I discovered that it was not 13-3 to in favor of the Mets. It was 13-3 to in favor of the Diamondbacks. And with that, the Diamondbacks won their first home series of the season. Now, I might need to say that again because that might take a while to set in. Their first home series win of the season, and let's face it, it was only a three-game series, and the D-backs won the series two games to one. Their first home series win of the season. But regardless of that, the Diamondbacks played a very good Fun game. Zach Godley was solid in his first appearance in the rotation after Patrick Corbin was sent to the bullpen. And the D-backs got some exciting offensive performances. Paul Goldschmidt scored four runs. He was two for two. He was on base all five times. And most of all, however, Ricky Weeks Jr. and Yasmani Tomas went off. Tomas, of course, and I should have known this because if you listen to yesterday's episode, you know that I was talking about how even though Yasmani Tomas is on pace to hit over 30 home runs and having uh, an unexpectedly good season, he's still not a valuable player. And I should have known yesterday that he would follow up my podcast recording of that episode with a day like he had today, where he went three for four with two home runs, a triple, six RBIs, a walk, and three runs scored. I really should have seen that coming. But Tomas had an excellent game. He was about three feet away from having a three home run game. He leads all of Major League Baseball in multi home run games. Now, frankly, All of the arguments that I made yesterday that made the point that Yasmani Tomas is not a valuable Major League Baseball player, I still firmly believe that all of those arguments hold true, even despite what happened today. But he was still pretty fun to watch, right? If you watched tonight's game, you probably enjoyed it, and Yasmani Tomas played a big part of that. Ricky Weeks Jr., was also a guy who had a big, big game for Arizona. He went two for four with a couple of home runs, five RBIs, a walk, three runs scored. He's actually been a very good pickup for the Diamondbacks this season. He's put up almost exactly the same numbers as he has over his career. The D-backs have gotten basically Ricky Weeks Jr. um, back from the olden days, really back when Ricky Weeks Jr. was really a force 
and a lot of the Milwaukee Brewers lineups. The D-backs have seen some glimpses of that version of Ricky Weeks Jr. every once in a while. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team out there right now who's in contention that might be willing to pull off a waiver trade uh, for Ricky Weeks Jr. Same thing with Michael Bourne. I think both of those guys are veterans that a lot of contending teams might show interest in. But as fun as today's game was, the D-backs are still 50-70. and 70. This isn't really going to change the narrative of their entire season. Not that really any win at this point would. But today, I want to revisit a day that I think was um, pretty exciting by the standards of most Diamondbacks fans anyway. And that was the day in December when the Diamondbacks sent Ender and Ciarte, Aaron Blair, and Dansby Swanson to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for Shelby Miller and Gabe Spire. And the reason I want to talk about this today specifically, it might seem like a random day to do this, but the reason I want to talk about this today is that Dansby Swanson made his Major League debut today for the Atlanta Braves. He went two for four with two singles and a strikeout. And the moment that it was announced that Dansby Swanson would be called up to the majors, everyone realized Shelby Miller is in the minor leagues right now, and Dansby Swanson is in the major leagues. And for a trade that a lot of people have thought of as a laughing stock already, what has happened today surely didn't help. But I have a very different perspective about this trade. Because, and I firmly believe this, if Shelby Miller is pitching to the standard that he did last year with the Atlanta Braves, if he's pitching, maybe a 3.02 ERA isn't realistic in Chase Field. Maybe, he's, maybe he has a three and a half ERA, and he's won 12 or 13 games. If Shelby Miller is pitching to the same standard that he did last year with the Atlanta Braves, I firmly believe that nobody would be laughing at the Diamondbacks anymore. I don't think anybody would be laughing at this at this trade the way that they have over these last few months. Because let's face it, what is Dansby Swanson? I know he's the number one pick, and that's what everyone talks about. That's what everyone says when they're critiquing this trade and talking about how much the Atlanta Braves fleeced Arizona. But what really is Dansby Swanson? Dansby Swanson this year in double-A has hit 261 with a 342 on base percentage and a slugging percentage of 402. Solid. Okay. But is he Bryce Harper? Is he Jose Fernandez? Is he the next game-changing player that could have played for the Arizona Diamondbacks but will instead play for the Atlanta Braves? I don't think he's even close. In his minor league career across the rookie league, low A, high A, and a little bit of double A that he's played this season. Dansby Swanson, in 494 minor league at-bats across 127 games, is hitting 277 with 10 homers and 66 RBIs. Do you see my point? He's not, he's not Bryce Harper. He's not Barry Bonds. If the D-backs had traded away the next great superstar of our game, for a number two starter that went haywire and did not pan out. That would be one of the worst trades of our time. 
but a solid, good, everyday shortstop who might hit 290 someday with 12 to 15 home runs, this isn't the kind of game-changing player that I think a lot of people think of him as. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he was taken 1-1. He was taken in the first round with the first overall pick in the 2015 draft. And most players in Major League Baseball who are taken 1-1 are therefore thought very highly of until they prove otherwise. And because of that, Dansby Swanson has had some very lofty expectations placed on him. He's not your prototypical 1-1 who has the chance to be a superstar someday. And Dansby Swanson, I do think, has a chance to play in an all-star game or two in his career. He has some good tools. He could hit 300 a couple of years. He could have maybe a Gene Segura-type season that the D-backs have gotten out of him this year, except with maybe a little more uh, defense over at shortstop. And not quite as many stolen bases, but probably a higher on-base percentage. He could give you a few of those types of years. But this isn't, this is no Bryce Harper. And because of that, I don't understand what's so unreasonable about trading for a number two, number three type starter who's really never had a bad season in his pro career for a guy like that. And I know they threw an Ender in Ciarte, who has not been very good for the Atlanta Braves this year, but he is uh, just a solid all-around player. I think he's, he's a valuable player in a lot of ways. He plays great defense. They also threw in Aaron Blair, who was a, a pretty highly thought-of pitching prospect. But Aaron Blair, in 11 big league starts this season that he was given earlier in the year, went 0-5 with a 7.99 ERA. He had 29 walks and 29 strikeouts in 50 and two-thirds innings, a whip of 176, an opponent average of 305. This was not an effective pitcher at all. And Aaron Blair's still 24 years old, which is pretty young. He still has a chance to make a name for himself in the future. Since joining AAA, he has an okay 404 ERA, a 139 whip, not excellent numbers, but uh, at least serviceable numbers for sure. But again, Aaron Blair, a lot of people think will be a number four starter someday. And the D-backs are loaded with guys that people think will be number four starter someday. It seems like almost everyone in the D-backs pitching staff could be a solid number four someday, or even is right now. So when I, when I think about this trade, if Shelby Miller was pitching the way that we all expected him to, and frankly, the way that even the critics of this trade expected him to, if he was going out there giving you a three and a half ERA, with seven and a half to eight strikeouts every nine innings. If he was going out there and competing every fifth day, giving you a good chance to win every game, I don't see what's wrong with this trade. Now, I personally wouldn't have made this trade. I don't think Shelby Miller is really the guy I would have gone after for number two. I really liked Jose Quintana from the White Sox. I would have loved to see what the Cleveland Indians would ask for for Danny Salazar. And I know I'm not in Dave Stewart's shoes, but I think he probably could have swung something similar to this trade for one of those two pitchers. 
Shelby Miller wouldn't have been the number one guy on my list. But I think it's a I think it's very naive for us to look at this trade and call it one of the worst in Major League Baseball history. At least before seeing it all pan out. Now, of course, I'm talking about if Shelby Miller were pitching the way that we all expected him to. And of course that hasn't happened. He was a disaster. And since being sent down to AAA, we've started to see the Shelby Miller that I think a lot of people expected. And he's only he is doing this at AAA. He's not doing this in a major league uniform. But in a very hitter-friendly Pacific Coast League, Shelby is 4-1 with a 3-5-5 ERA and 6 starts with 45 strikeouts and 38 innings. He's been he's been very effective. He's been very good since being switched to AAA in the minor leagues. So maybe later this season, or at the very least next season, we start to see the Shelby Miller that we were expecting to get out of this trade. And maybe we won't. But if this trade is to go down as one of the worst in Major League history, as so many people have said it should, let it be because Shelby Miller choked. Because Shelby Miller completely flopped and forgot how to pitch effectively and had an ERA that was twice the size of any ERA he had before. Let it be because Shelby Miller had a completely unprecedented and unanticipated drop-off in his production. That's okay. But to pin this on the D-backs front office and say that they made one of the colossal mistakes in baseball history, I think is a major oversight. Because if Shelby Miller is pitching the way that we had expected him to, and Shelby Miller... Mind you, is really the only established player who was in this trade. He's really the only player in this trade who had a decent-sized track record of success. And if Shelby Miller is pitching to that same standard that he'd set for himself earlier in his career, I don't think the critics would be talking right now. I think the day Dansby Swanson was called up would just be another day in Major League Baseball. And who knows? Maybe Shelby Miller comes back out in a few weeks and shows flashes of the starter that we all expected if he does the d-backs have a legitimate chance to at least in my mind win what many have thought to be one of the worst trades in mlb history Thanks for listening to today's episode of the D-Backs Daily Show. As always, you can connect with me on Twitter at, at Jesse N. Friedman, or you can tweet the show at, at D-Backs Daily Show. If you have two minutes, please go on iTunes and rate and review the show. I would really appreciate it. You can also find it on SoundCloud or on the internet at www.thewebgem.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more tomorrow about the Arizona Diamondbacks.